Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit National Gambling Support Line 800-522-4700. The biggest and best of the Northwest just got even better. Introducing the all-new Muckleshoot Rewards Program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits. Play with your Muckleshoot Rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. The more you play, the more you earn. Enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new Muckleshoot Rewards Program. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Time for Horse Racing Northwest from Emerald Downs. Happy to be here. Hope you're happy to be with us. Joe Withy, Vince Brune, Horse Racing Northwest, our weekly podcast during the 2021 Emerald Downs season, previewing and recapping week number three, previewing week number four. Vince, hello. Hello, Joe. Yeah, week four, we got day, what is it, the... Would it be their seventh and eighth days of racing yep. beginning Wednesday, June 9th, and Thursday, June 10th? This week we go nine on Wednesday and nine on Thursday. There Six you go. o'clock both days. Six o'clock Pacific time. Some good racing coming up. And keep in mind stakes races next week at Emerald Downs. Thursday, the 17th, we're going to be running two stakes the Hastings for Phillies and Mares and the Budweiser for older males, both at six furlongs. Then on Sunday, June 20th, yes. Sunday, June 20th, Father's Day. Two more stakes for three-year-olds, the Colts and Geldings in the Auburn Stakes and the Phillies in the Seattle Stakes, both those races at six furlongs. So 450 granders next week at Emerald Downs. And a week from Sunday, June 20th, will be Father's Day 2021. And it's also Emerald Downs' 25th birthday. We've got some extra things going on that particular day. In fact, let's get to that. Right now, uh, first race at 2.30 on Sundays. So Sunday, June 20th, Father's Day. We're going to have a nice crowd here. Go to emeralddowns.com to buy your tickets. And you do get a little discount if you purchase early. So go to emeralddowns.com to purchase your tickets for Father's Day. We're going to have a little bigger crowd than the uh, 2,200 capacity that we've had already starting the meeting and 2.30 first post, so we're going to have a ceremony, a little birthday ceremony prior to the first race on our first Sunday of live racing. A little 25-year birthday celebration with all the principals involved. Of course, we had just a gala event on June 20th 
2016, the 20-year events, and uh, not quite that much of a gala, but certainly recognize uh, Ron Crockett, Jack Hodge, the Muckleshoot tribe, uh, legislators, uh, local officials, horsemen, and uh, that will be a, a nice ceremony, and we'll have a couple of videos throughout the card to uh, commemorate back 25 years ago. Wow, yeah, I can't believe it. Uh, it seems like the... 20-year anniversary was just, uh, wow, that went, these last five <laughs> went fast. Taking a sneak peek at the long-range weather forecast, looks like we might get a break on that day, so let's hope so. I think that, isn't it officially the first day of summer, and right around June 20th? Yeah, 20th, so, 21st, somewhere in there. Yeah, so the last week has been kind of a tease weather-wise. We get some partly cloudy skies, a little bit of a grab bag, but summer is definitely on the way. And speaking of schedules, uh, we're going to go to the Thursday, Saturday, Sunday schedule in July. And we're going to be racing Saturday night, July 3rd. We're planning on a fireworks show. And with the local protocols in place, uh, that looks like that is going to happen. So plan on that. That's another uh, time to get your tickets as well because we won't be uh, allowed to have our usual fifteen to 18,000 on hand for the fireworks spectacular. But we're going to have... Uh, right around 5,000 again for the fireworks show. July 3rd as well. That's a Saturday night, and we'll be racing Sunday the, uh, the 4th, I think. Uh, I'll have to double check on that yeah. one. But just going around town, Joe, you know, go to restaurant or the gas station. You know how many people ask me if we're going to have the fireworks show? Oh boy. That is such a tradition in this valley here. And a lot of people really make party plans and and. Really make quite a day out of that fireworks spectacular. Oh, are you kidding? You know, I've, I've looked around on those days at various years, been around different streets in Auburn while that show's going on. And, uh, oh, geez, the hill to the south on 15th uh, is just packed all the way down. Um, and there's people parked in both sides of the street. Now, it's a... Uh, it's a great show. Um, we called it a low-level show many years ago. and It's not. <laughs> it's a fantastic show. So July 3rd, and again, uh, starting in July, we'll be going on Thursday nights, Saturday nights at 6.30, Sundays at 2.30. 2.30. So we do have three different post times. Keep those in mind. 6 p.m. Thursday, 6.30 Saturday, 2.30 on Sunday. That'll be starting in July. That's a couple few weeks away. We've got uh, racing last week and this week to talk about. How about uh, last week's honors, Vince? Okay, Joe, yeah. Um, uh, week three, the we Jockey of the Week, well, that was kind of an easy one. Alex yeah. Cruz set the record, 31 straight days with the winners, numbers 30 and 31 last week, broke Kevin Radke's record. Trainer Joe Toy, who will be one of our guests today, continued his winning ways here at the meet. Horse Players Racing Club with a couple wins, the owners of the week. Washington, WTBO, Washington Bread of the Week. It was a tough choice. There were several excellent performances. Papa's Golden Boy, bred by Barcy Racing Stables, just showed that rare speed again. 84 buyer, highest by any uh, horse here so far at the Emerald Down wow. season. The Groom of the Week, Luis Perez, works for Tim McCanna. Tim off to a hot start at the meet. Exercise rider, Stephanie Fiorito. Yeah, Tim, uh, Stephanie's done a lot of galloping for Tim in the past, and uh, Tim... Had an outstanding week with three wins. He's number two in the jockey and the trainer standings behind Joe Toy. Joe's going to join us on Horse Racing Northwest, as is trainer Bob Bean. Those are our guests this week. And you spoke about a little uh, broken record at Emerald Downs this past week. Let's go to the audio of the second race last Thursday. 
Now they head for home and Mama Call Me Boo from the outside, battling with Frank's Fix It from the inside. Benny and the Chicks back at the rail third in deep stretch now. It's down to Mama Call Me Boo from the outside and Frank's Fix It a driving finish. Here comes the wire, Mama Call Me Boo. Alex Cruz winning for the 31st consecutive card at Emerald Downs. Of course, that covers last season, his leading rider season of 2020, and the first six days of 2021. Uh, he took the pressure off early, Vince. He won the second race aboard the Tim McCann runner. Yes, he did. And, uh, boy, what a tribute to uh, Alex Cruz. To yeah. <laughs> 25 straight to end the year last year, first six this year. What a consistent, uh, determined young rider. Yep, and he's number two in the standings behind Julian Couton, who, of course, is off to a fantastic start as well. Kevin Radke had a three-bagger last Thursday, so Kevin uh, doing very well. He's won a couple aboard Mike Mann's Gold, whose name might come up with trainer Joe Toy. So last week's honors, good stuff there. Uh, yeah, uh, Greg and uh, Chuck Conley, their name might come up as well. They're doing great with uh, Horses Up from Phoenix and, of course, Mike Mansgold, a returnee. Uh, remember, uh, what was it, about three years ago when uh, Mike Mansgold was being claimed about every race? Uh, yeah, and, right. As he was zeroing in on the yeah. uh, West Seattle Boys records, he was going back and forth. And you know what? He's a horse that has done great for everybody who has had anything to do with him, beginning with Keith and Jan Swaggerty. Yeah, they bred him and they owned him. Through. And they were in the winter circle again last week. <laughs> yep, still reaping Breeders' Awards from Mike Mann's Gold, son of Liberty Gold and Shadoodle, winning at Emerald Downs 10 consecutive seasons, two wins already this year, the first horse to win two at the meeting. You know who probably seen enough of Mike Mann's Gold? Sorry to interrupt, Joe, is, is uh, Charles Essex. Yes. Yeah. Mirror image and Mike Mangold's first out did everything but win. And then... Cat Surfing ran about as good as a horse can run last week, and he looked like he had Mike Mann's gold about three times in the stretch, and Mike Mann's gold just said, nope, you are not going by. So Charles Essex has taken a couple really good shots at the old pro, and maybe he will get them later in the meet. Yeah, Mike Mann's gold's previous win, uh, yeah, that was close as well with the Essex runners. So uh, news and notes, we've talked about that often at emeralddowns.com and uh, just give us a little overview of what you can find there this week vince yeah we uh take a little preview always at the coming weeks feature races look back at the uh, buyer figures from the previous week the fastest times of the meet and then every uh horse that's won a race we have their name up there and how many wins and uh most wins uh, breeding-wise by sires. We got a bunch with two right now. Uh, where the winner was bred, weekly honors, and various uh, notes, etc. Okay, yeah. News and notes at emeralddowns.com. Just uh, get there before you come out here uh, Wednesday for the first race at 6 o'clock and uh, even Thursday. So just really good stuff there. Uh, that's a point for me to look at every Tuesday after you get it up. And, uh, well, it's up usually on Monday, even. Monday it, this you week, little, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Joe Withy, Vince Brune. This is Horse Racing Northwest. And, again, stakes races start on the 17th, so a week from uh, this Thursday. And our first Sunday is Father's Day, June 20th, which is also our 25th birthday. Emerald Downs started on Thursday, June 20th, 1996. 2.30 p.m. was the post time on that. Just absolutely beautiful. It was, uh, it might have been 80 degrees, 81 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. Just a super day. That day is uh, 
etched in the memory of, of most all that were here. The return of thoroughbred racing to Western Washington. And uh, we are well underway here in 2021. Okay, let's see. Oh, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, we're going to have uh, our first guest, Joe Toy, real soon. Uh, maybe a little bit on the Belmont Stakes. Uh, Essential Quality, who ran the farthest in the Kentucky Derby with his wide trip and was only beaten, what, uh, a length and a neck, something like that. Uh, really good effort. And this Hot Rod Charlie is a real runner, too, Vince. Uh, he travels everywhere and runs well. He did. That was Hot Rod Charlie was one of the old, won the battle and lost the war. He had to run hard for 12 furlongs, and he was still past mid-stretch was coming back for more yeah. so he and those two kind of spread eagle the field there in the final uh quarter mile so big effort yeah essential quality beautifully bred horse uh congratulations there and hot rod charlie lost a little in defeat i yeah. heard doug o'neill mention maybe the pacific classic for him okay. against older horses yeah all right yeah and uh essential quality by tappet that's the fifth son of tappet's win yeah. in like the last eight years in that belmont stakes pretty amazing isn't oh. it that is just you think of how many sires there are out there that is tremendous okay we're going to take a short break come back with trainer joe toy on horse racing northwest Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days with that much free cash on the line what do you have to lose get started at first.com slash bet that's number one st.com slash bet and don't forget promo code sport of kings when you sign up and if you already have an express bet account you're way ahead of the game simply log into first bet using your username and password and you're off to the races a few 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with first bet and reside in the state where such activity is legal void to prohibit a national gambling support line 800-522-4700 Horse Racing Northwest continues. Joe with the Vince Brune and our leading trainer joining us on the podcast as we head into week number four for the 21 season here at Emerald Downs. Welcome to Joe Toy. Joe, good day to you. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's fun. You bet. Joe, uh, Joe's been a regular at Emerald Downs. Uh, boy, your, what, your vehicle's got to know that route between uh, Phoenix, Arizona and Auburn, Washington pretty well after all these years. Uh, another uh, routine. It's, we've had a little bit of different scheduling the last couple of years because of this COVID-19. But Joe, uh, uh, good to have you back. And boy, things are going pretty well in the toy barn so far. Yeah, it's been a real pleasant surprise for us, and uh, uh, you know we we tried to change our our uh, uh, targeting of horses to bring up here this year, and and it's it's kind of worked well. Uh, it's kind of taken me a few years to figure out what kind of horses to bring up, but uh, you know, luckily we've we've gotten some horses here that uh, like this racetrack, got a little back class, and of course, being fit and racing uh, helps quite a bit so all in all it's been real good yes it has you know you hear that from uh many horsemen that uh you know training fit is one thing but racing fit is different than training fit and you just pretty much alluded to that didn't you 
Absolutely. Uh, uh, there, there's uh, you. You have a big advantage when your horses uh, have had races under them, and uh, you know we're we're we've been fortunate. Uh, you know that's a plus going to Arizona, and uh, and then come and uh, bring race ready horses here, and and the guys that have been trying to get ready here. Uh, you know we've got an advantage over them, so um, uh, you know we're trying to capitalize on that. Well, you are taking advantage of that advantage so far. And uh, seven for 15 after three weeks, uh, tremendous start for the Joe Toy Barn. And Vince, uh, Joe's no stranger to winning races up here, especially like the last eight years. He's done well. Uh, extremely well. I think, yeah, probably third behind Frank Lucarelli and Blaine Wright over the last several years. And already this year, horses like Zadder, All-American Hero. We mentioned Mike Mann's Gold with a couple wins. So these aren't, are, he's not just winning races. He's winning races with good horses. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Greg and Chuck Conley and the Terra Firma Farm of the Toy Family uh, uh, combine an ownership for several years. And, and uh that group, when you included, is doing really well. Zatter was a horse. I actually picked him first time out, and I thought, you know, that's not usually the type of horse I pick. He's got some speed, certainly the back class there. Um, but he just, you know, he wasn't finishing his races super. I don't know the competition that well that he was running against in Phoenix. But, uh, boy, he had to really impress you that first out here at Emerald Downs opening week. You know, um I, I give a lot of credit to Greg. He, he he researches horses, and and he's got a he's got a knack for finding horses like this. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know he 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 uh, he researched this horse out, and he was pretty adamant about claiming him. And I you know I was pretty hesitant because he <laughs> had a couple of years off. Mm -hmm. But you know we did I did watch all his back races, and I saw where he ran. Uh, I think he finished second to Bolt Dioro. Right. Was, probably uh one of the favorites for the kentucky derby but you know it's still a gamble to claim a horse that's had two years off and uh even though he had some pretty good races uh you know greg greg's a good gambler and um he he likes those horses with back glass like mike man's gold he picked him out also so i got to give a lot of credit to greg and chuck did the hard part he spent the money <laughs> so uh, you know, these, these, these guys are good, loyal oh. people and, and, uh, you know, they're not just owners for us. They're, they're almost family for us. I mean, we begin, we've been together for a lot of highs and lows and, yep. uh, you know, it's, uh, they stay loyal to you. They're just like Rick Kessler. I mean, we, he's been loyal to us. All, all our owners are loyal to us. So, you know, we make mistakes and they take it in stride and, and uh, they keep on going. They they love the horse racing game and, boy, they love the Northwest. Joe, I, I've noticed one thing, and me and, and me and Joe with you have talked about it. No one's going to outwork Joe Toy. Yeah. I know you haul your own horses. Uh, you pony them to the gate. Um, you, I see you walking horses, schooling them yourself. Um, you have one tremendous uh, work ethic. Um, you know, it, it, I enjoy it. It, it kind of keeps me young. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I never thought riding horses was a job. I, I don't know where I got that from, but, uh, I enjoy working with horses and, uh, um, you know, 
uh, I'm thankful that I kind of instill that in my kids. So, you know, I raised all my kids on the racetrack and they all know how to work. And, uh, you know, I feel pretty lucky to have raised good kids and they've got good work ethics and it wasn't a disadvantage for them to be on the racetrack. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been a, a hard life, but it's been a rewarding life when you win races. Yeah. Joe, uh, his wife, Carrie, and a former trainer herself. And uh, that is really nice thing to say. Of course, you've been such a great example. That's one of the reasons they're not afraid to work. Tell us about your kids and what they're doing now. Uh, they've all been around Emerald Downs at various points. Uh, Kara, of course, did some TV for us, and she consigned uh, Northwest Factor, who's well over 200000 now in earnings. Uh, go ahead. Well, you know, uh, 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 Kara is uh, just got her... Uh, uh, trainer's license in Kentucky last week. Really? So, so that's a great feather in her cap. Mm-hmm. She took the trainer's test in Kentucky, and um, she's got uh, she's got a pretty good business there. She's been uh, breaking a lot of horses, and you know she's breaking some horses for some pretty big trainers there, Brad Cox and wow. a few others, yeah. and and now she's got stalls at Keeneland. So she's um, she's doing really well. Excellent. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they all want to come back here and visit, you know, they're, they all were raised at long acres and Emerald Downs. So, so they've all got a, a tie to the Northwest and, uh, uh, they're all doing good. And, uh, Kenny is running, uh, one of the biggest farms in, uh, New York. It's a uh, Waldorf farm. Wow. So he's, uh, he's falling between 150 and 200 mares a year at Waldorf farm. And so, uh, gosh, he's got a Harvard education in, in the course of two years in horse reproduction and foaling. And, uh, he's doing real well. He just had a baby, made me a grandfather. So we're real happy about that. Congratulations and, uh, on that. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, and Kenny or Jimmy, I'm sorry. He's, yeah. he's the oldest one. He's, he's doing a thriving business, uh, selling, uh, alfalfa and to all the, uh, big farms and feed stores in the uh, Puget Sound area. So, you know, we're real happy that they're all doing good. And, and uh, like you say, they all got good work ethics and, and they're, they're good. You know, they made some mistakes growing up, as they all do. But, you know, you're a winner in the end if you have good kids. So I'm real lucky there. Excellent, Joe. That That is uh that warms us that uh, your kids are doing well and that you're proud of them. That's outstanding. Yeah, yeah Joe, yeah. Uh, Joe, a regular at Emerald Downs and uh, Turf Paradise. That's his year and off to a fantastic start this year. We've got to talk a little bit about Mike Mann's Gold. You said, Greg, uh, let's take a look at that horse. Um, you'd seen him win for all those years, a multiple stakes winner actually as a juvenile and uh Stakes winner at three, and I think at four. I know he's won four stakes here. But yeah. uh, just a super tough horse. So tell us a little bit about him in the barn. What, what's that horse like as an individual? Well, you know, Mike Mann's goal is is the equine equivalent of uh, Nolan Ryan or Gordy Howe or <laughs> George Foreman. or You know, he, he just never says die. And he, he, he is the epitome of a, of a racehorse. And, uh, you know, he's real fun to train. He, uh, 
he loves the racetrack life. Hmm. And, uh, you know, we've taken him home and, uh, he doesn't thrive as much at home as what he, he does here. And usually we, we, uh, go to Arizona and I say, ah, he doesn't run any good there, but you know, he, he just loves to run, but he doesn't like that surface. And, uh, you know, he's, he, uh, Arizona's dry, so he gets allergies a lot. Hmm. And, uh, you know, when he comes back up here, he just becomes a different horse. Uh, I wish I could pinpoint why, but, uh, you know, I've had various thoughts about what, why he gets good here, but he does like the, the surface here. And, and that old saying horses for courses certainly fits him. Oh boy. 25 but, uh, wins at this track, you know, uh, just winning 10 consecutive years, Joe. I mean, I, uh, you know, you didn't have them for all 10, but stop and think about that for a second. Winning 10 straight years at one track, that uh, that's pretty rare in the annals of thoroughbred racing. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's uh, you know, there's, uh, I, I, I just shake my head every time he wins. I mean, I, I'm so proud of the horse. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's such a, you know, the word valiant fits him mm. to a T. He's a valiant racehorse. Kevin Radke, uh, one of our older jockeys as well, riding here for the first time since 2008, has two wins aboard Mike Mann's Gold already at the meeting. Uh, what did uh, uh, Kevin know about him from you? Did he get a chance to get on him in the morning before race time? Uh, you know what, Joe? When I heard Kevin Radke was going to be here, uh, I was tickled pink. He He's like a breath of fr- fresh air. Yep. Uh, you know, he, he he's... Uh, He's he's just a nice person, and 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 when he was riding, I, I believe he was riding a lot for Clockstead. Yes, he and, did. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you, you know, I mean, he was uh, he was winning races, and I wanted to ride him so bad, but I never had horses good enough for him to get on. <laughs> so when when he when he well, I found out he was going to be here. I I told Greg, I said this would be the perfect rider for Mike Mann's Gold, and. Uh, uh, you know, I was tickled pink when I was able to get him. And, uh, you know, Ke- Kevin, Kevin's a good horse, horse, uh, horseman. Uh, the one thought that I, that I had with him or, uh, uh, is when we were on post parade and, uh, we're sitting there and Mike Mann's goal always likes to stand and watch the grandstand. Hmm. And, uh, you know, he stands like a, like a class horse. And Kevin said, Boy, I can feel his heart beating just sitting on him. So, uh, you know, he really didn't know that much about him. But I thought, you know, this this a, this is a professional racehorse with a good rider, and there, there shouldn't be any problem. And yep. man, he he just uh, he just uh, fit him to a T. Yeah, great choice. Uh, it's worked out fantastically well. Um, Mike Mann's gold back home in his home state is strutting his stuff again. And it's just been so much fun to watch. Uh, I know just so many people uh, just uh, warms them. I'll use that phrase for the second time when he does run a huge race. And when he runs huge around here, it's 25 times. It has been a victory. So great stuff. Uh, You got a couple young horses you're working on this year. Yeah, we got, uh, we've, you know, we've got quite a few young horses this year. Uh, Rick bought a, uh, a couple of horses uh, in the sale last fall, and he's got one out of, I think it's Jasmine's Melody okay. by Abraj. And, boy, I think he might have picked a pretty good horse there. Good. Um, 
And, uh, you know, he, he shipped a couple in from Kentucky also that Kara broke. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Rick's always been very supportive of us. So we're hoping, uh, we're hoping to get some, uh, you know, at least one or two pretty good horses for him. So he's, 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 he's been a real good, uh, supporter for us. So, yes, um, he has really yeah. great guy. Love to see Rick Kessler at the track and, Love to see it when he wins, and and you'll bring the best out in him, Joe. Uh, we have <laughs> we have faith in that, and it's just been a fantastic start for you. And um, have a great week, number four. Uh, just your hard work's gonna, gonna keep that success coming. So thanks for joining uh, uh, us today. Okay, thanks for having me on. Guys. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Uh, you guys take care. Joe Toy joining us on Horse Racing Northwest, and. Uh, Proud to talk about his family. Just a humble guy. Doesn't uh, slap himself on the back, Vince. But, uh, you know, hard work pays off, and, and he's having a great start to this year. Sure does, and he's got some great clients. We talked about them that are very good at, uh, you know, perfect relationship where guys are great at finding horses, and Joe is great at training them. Yeah, and Bill Jensen among his clients Bill Jensen, well. yeah. We mentioned the Conleys yep. and, of course, Rick Kessler and several others and just uh the success is no accident in the joe toy barn yeah that's great okay we're gonna take a uh short break here and uh we'll be back bob bean's gonna join us on horse racing northwest the biggest and best of the northwest just got even better introducing the all-new muckleshoot rewards program with three tiers and extraordinary benefits play with your muckleshoot rewards card to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts gifts and much more the more you play the more you earn enjoy more benefits than ever before with the new muckleshoot rewards program muckleshoot casino the biggest and best in the northwest Thanks so much for Joe Toy to join us on Horse Racing Northwest. And uh, you can just kind of catch a little bit of what makes him go, and he's going well. So congratulations to his start here in 2021. Vince, a couple of tidbits here and there. There's so much on news and notes. Do you got anything left to give us that uh, aren't on the news and notes? Yeah, I'll start out. Well, one of them is, there's a couple of jockey notes here. One of them is in the news and notes. So Juan Gutierrez, a couple of people have asked. He was banged up in the gate uh, last Thursday. He's good to go and resumes riding this week, according to his agent, uh, David Marble Singer. So good to see Juan right back in action. And then Serapio Figueroa is talking to his agent, uh, Keith Drebin. Serapio has returned to Southern California and has taken a job with John Sadler mm. as an exercise rider, which is why we're not seeing him ride here or at Grant's Pass right now. So good luck to Serapio. Yeah, he was uh, working uh, uh, Rock Your World there before the uh, Triple Crown started the Kentucky Derby. You bet. And he had a good year here last year, riding a lot for Jorge Rosales. Okay, uh, just to clarify something I said last week, um, Mike Mann's Gold is the leading active Emerald Down stakes winner among Washington, well, among any horses. He's got four stakes wins at this track, so he is the leading active horse with Emerald Down stakes wins. I, I might not have clarified that it was just Emerald Down stakes wins. Elliott Bay, Baja Sur, Unmatchable all have three Unmatchable figures to be running soon, and uh, who knows, uh, Elliott Bay and Baja Sur as well in our, our upcoming four stakes next week vince okay yeah we mentioned uh you mentioned the budweiser and the the 
Hastings. Uh, those will be on Thursday, June 17th. Here are quickly the nominees for the Budweiser. We got Baja Sir, Collusionist, Muncie, Once on Whiskey, Papa's Golden Boy, Retire, Take Charge, Deputy, Unmockable, Unmatchable, and Wind Ribbon. And then nominations to 50,000 Hastings Stakes for Phillies and Mares. Uh, we got Bella's Bat, Cascade Dancer, Coco B, Daffodil Sweet, Don't Kiss and Tell, Eyes Open, Fortunes Freuda, I'm a Happy Cat, Killarney Last, Psycho Sister, Squan's Kingdom, and Uno Troublemaker. So entries for that will be drawn Saturday. Nice list there. Very Excellent. nice, yeah. Excellent. So Stakes Race is coming right up. Um, let's see. There's a horse in the third race on Wednesday. That is, uh, a maiden claiming, uh, maiden claiming is just 5,000. There's a first timer by wishful Tomcat in the barn of George Rosales out of Tiff Tivy Tiff, who was a winner herself, but wishful Tomcat, you know, you see some of these sires, uh, and you've heard their name before. I looked him up. He won 18 races, $718,000. He won yep. four straight stakes at one point in his career back in New York. Uh, he could carry his speed. He, he was mostly a, a mile or longer horse, but uh, one on the lead, four straight, 18 career wins. So uh, son of Tactical Cat. Uh, that's a little info on that sire. I, I think Wishful Tomcat, if I'm not mistaken, is is owned by Jason Homer. Oh, who, uh, and a couple of those have already won a couple of wishful Tomcats down at the current Grants Pass meeting. Yeah, oh, Jason's very good. been training him. Yeah, yeah so Jason runs uh, washing breads all around the West. You bet, and he wins a lot of races. Very good horseman, Jason Homer. Um, okay, a couple of bloodline notes from me. Uh, last Saturday on the Belmont card, Witt, who's the younger brother of 2018 Long Acres Mile champ Barkley, uh, debuted with a six length victory in a 90,000 maiden special weight at uh, belmont park and the name of that broodmare i believe is numero doro yeah numero right? doro by uh, medallia doro right yeah and then another one uh friday at golden gate fields balius uh broke the maiden broker maiden and is the eighth winning foal out of brown who's very familiar up here who's a daughter of demons be gone whose progeny include uh, bell roberts winner sweet nelly brown and a recent maiden special weight winner here nation heart oh boy nation heart super impressive debut for kay cooper there in the mud a couple weeks ago Speaking of uh, Washington-bred horses, harbored memories in this weekend at Santa Anita events. He's our uh, top Washington-bred earner for 2021 uh, with three seconds at Santa Anita in maiden special weight competition. And then he came through with a win. So he has over $73,000 earned. And he's in a three-year-old sprint on the grass this weekend right. at Santa Anita. And he's a pretty serious racehorse. And we had Pam Christofferson yep. on a few weeks back. She mentioned that he is a possible uh replacement for the great harbor of the gold when uh, racing days are done well so far so good with him that's for sure okay uh is that your next one right there uh, yes sir okay. how about howard belvor um howard has a horse by the name of forever gold in a three and up sprint and that horse was two for three last year as a juvenile and by the way a son of harbor the gold and I believe he is in, is he in tonight or tomorrow, uh, Forever Gold? You know, they kind of run, oh, he's in tonight, meaning Wednesday. We're doing this Wednesday afternoon. He is in the eighth race on Wednesday, and uh, he's the only three-year-old in the field. But being two for three last year made Howard Belvoir five for six with juveniles at Emerald Downs last year. Dutton was three for three. Forever Gold was two for three. So Howard was... Uh, 
uh, even outdoing himself with juveniles. And that's an interesting race that Forever Gold will be in tonight. There is a lot of speed in there, and of course, he's very fast himself. Yeah. And uh, let's see, last uh, Thursday, Vince and I talk about second-time starters a lot because, uh, you know, if you do do read between the lines, uh, do a little research, maybe a little film study, you can come up with a second-time starter here and there that pays really well. And there was one in the fifth a maiden race last Thursday, a Tom Wenzel runner. There were actually oh, yeah. three second-time starters in there. Slew's Tiz Wiz paid forty-three forty and showed big speed from that outside post number seven under eighty Martinez and went on to win by uh, nine or ten lengths. Right. I think it was over ten. It, it was might have been eleven, 11 and a quarter. Okay, and yeah, I, I the old my saying. I felt like. Uh, like a guy watching a parade with a balloon in his hand, watching it all go by when yeah. that horse won. Because I tried really hard, Joe, to make a case for it oh. on paper. And uh, you don't have to talk me into second-time starters drawn it. outside in good barns. And uh, the thing that scared me off him a little bit was a horse had just not gotten any action in its debut at the windows last year. And if it had, you know, and I... I then I would have thought maybe, you know, it was just misfired or something. But you're big on that angle, Joe. Even if they run terrible, they got the experience of going to the track and to the gate and knowing what that's all about, and then they mature over the winter. Well, I think you're right. I like to see a little something, at least for an eighth of a mile in yeah. a race. Um, and then I was part owner of Run Cordell Run, who was also a second-time starter, who tried to keep up with Slew's Tiz Wiz, yeah. and just nobody could. But, uh, yeah, that was a second-time starter uh, bred by the KD Thoroughbreds. Uh, the late Carl Craig uh, would have been so proud. His wife, Darlene, still active. Tom Wenzel, the trainer, by Sluice Tisnow out of Ross's Girl. Uh, Carl did like to breed to Rossberg. That is the damn sire. So congratulations to that second-time starter. We're going to come back with trainer Bob Bean in a moment here on Horse Racing Northwest. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for food, fun, and gaming. With your choice of more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state. Plus, experience a wide variety of dining options at the new Muckleshoot Restaurant. Enroll in the Muckleshoot Rewards Program to earn points for free play and qualify for dining discounts, gifts, and much more. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Horse Racing Northwest continues. Couple of trainers on this week's show. And uh, we're gonna go right to the phone right now and talk with a new trainer at Emerald Downs, but not new to thoroughbred racing. Welcome, Bob Bean. Bob, hello. Hey, how are you? Good, good to have you on. Joe and Vince here, Bob. And uh, always good to see new people in the Northwest. Uh, you know, we've got a pretty nice facility here and uh, we try and put on a pretty good show, you know. Uh, things are a little different the last couple of years with COVID, as you well know. But uh, uh, what do you think of the, the place so far? Well, I've been doing this 40 years. It's probably the cleanest, nicest facility I've ever been to. Well, And uh, bar, bar none. I am, I'm happy to be here and uh, hope to do some, some do well with my horses. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for those compliments. Yeah, we've uh, our bosses, uh, Ron Crockett and Jack Hodge, leading up to, to 2014, and then the Muckleshoot tribe has taken over. We just have a tradition of kind of 
trying to keep the place up as nice as we can. And uh, with those words from you, I think we're doing a decent job and others have said the same. So we've got that going for us. And yeah, we're rooting for you to get that first winner. Bob with his new stable up here, he's got some action this week, but uh, you've got a really colorful history, a uh, work history personally and uh, life and thoroughbred racing. Uh, let's just go back. How did you get involved uh, to get into the sport in the first place? Well, I was an electrical contractor in Las Vegas. I had the Dunes Hotel as my customer. Hmm. And around 9 o'clock, I used to take my break at the Rose Bowl Racebook, which is right on the strip, and I'd have a bagel and a cup of coffee. And when the, one morning, this guy sat down next to me, and we started talking. I didn't know who he was, and he didn't know me. Turned out he was Jack Klugman, and he wanted to split a dollar daily double at Aqueduct, which we did, and that was 1977. Hmm. So over the, the next two years, he would come to Vegas three, probably three weekends out of every month. Wow. And uh, we became very close. So in 1979, he had a horse running for the first time at Hollywood Park, and he calls me up and he says, I got you a ticket. Just go to the airport. I'll pick you up at LAX. I want you here when this horse runs. Well, the name of the horse was Jacqueline Klugman. A feet pin Kai rode him from the 12 hole that day, and he won the race. Wow. And he broke his maiden, and Jack turned to me and said, you have to be here every time this horse runs. You're good luck. <laughs> so there you go. That's how I got started. How'd that work out with your job? Were you able to make the, the, the races with Jacqueline Klugman? I owned the company, so I was my business. Ah. So, yeah. I, I made, uh, he, he wanted me to, we went to the California Derby. We won that and we went to Kentucky. I ended up being the hot walker for Jacqueline Klugman, the first horse I ever touched. I was 38 years old at the time and never touched a horse. Wow. I bet on many of them as my father was a bookie. Hmm. So I, I growing up around betting on it, but I'd never touched one. And it was actually like I fell in love and, and, uh, with the animal and, uh, said this is where I belong. That is so a, I, that's a great story. Uh, and as Bob has referred to he, Jacqueline Klugman, you might think a, a female horse with that name, but no, just a play on Jack Klugman's name. And, and that horse made it all the way to the darn Kentucky Derby, Bob. He ran, yeah, he ran third that day. It was probably a mile was really the furthest he ever wanted to go. So mm -hmm. he did extremely well in running third that day. But getting back to the name of the horse, they called Jack and said it was a filly. So oh. That's why the name was Jacqueline it's... Klugman, and they just decided never to change it. So that's <laughs> that... how that happened. Okay, I never did hear that story. At least I don't remember it. But Jack Klugman loved thoroughbred racing, didn't he, Bob? He absolutely did. And, uh, you know, without him sitting down next to me, I probably would have never trained horses. It was his idea that I do this. And I, I sold my business in Vegas. It took six months to do that. And I started out as a hot walker and groom for almost five years with other trainers before I actually went on my own. But he was always there to support me, and, and we owned 10 horses together at wow. one time. That's so great. he was a great partner and probably one of the best friends I've ever had. I miss him terribly. Mm. Jack Klugman, the great actor we're talking about. Yeah, and Bob, I'm looking like at a horse here named Barbie Karen. There, the breeders were Robert Bean and Jack Klugman, so you guys really and, did do business together. Well, that horse was actually named after my ex-wife, Karen, and his girlfriend at the time, Barbara. <laughs> That's how she got her name. And the dam's name was actually Barbie Carroll. 
So. And it was a pretty good horse, made $132,000. Yes, it did. It was my first uh, stakes winner, and she actually graded uh, grade three, ran third at uh, Bay Meadows one time in the Hillsdale. Nice. Very nice. Uh, so Jacqueline Klugman, a colt, uh, was that the 1980 Derby, the genuine risk that one? 19, yes, it was, 1980. Yeah. Um, so the first horse you ever touched, uh, that can be a little problematic at times. Uh, he, did he have a nice personality for being a colt? Oh, yeah. And, but, I mean, it was like I was meant to do this the rest <laughs> of my life. I nice. mean, I never had a problem with him. And it was like, if you go back in time and say in another life you had done something, well, I was home. And I actually went back to Vegas, and I told my wife at the time, I said, I know what I want to do with the rest of my life. And she said, what? And I said, I'm going to train horses. <laughs> and she said, what do you know about horses? I said, nothing. <laughs> she said, okay. Now, had that wife said no, I probably wouldn't be talking to you today. Now I'm really rooting for Bob Vince. He's a gamer, <laughs> man. He'd jump in there on something that he doesn't you know, have full experience on, but he's going to make it work. Yeah, and I've noticed, Bob, you've shown up to run here. You have been very active at the entry box. Well, I, I own them all, and my wife, is, her assignment with me is to put beans on a table. Well, <laughs> I can't put beans on a table unless I enter these things, so that's been my whole life, putting beans on the table. You know, I've I've seen Bob out uh, for morning training uh, once or twice, and uh, he's got uh, a real loyal dog with him there. I think uh, I forget your dog's name, Bob, but his name is, is Brownie. Brownie, and I think you just point to the cart, and that that uh, dog knows exactly what to do. He's uh, a nice nice uh, barn dog for you, huh? Well, Aussies, I've had them. This is my third one, mm. and they're they're very smart and very loyal, and they're good around the horses, and that's why I have them. That's great. Uh, you know, Bob mentioned, of course, acting came up with Jack Klugman, uh, the star of The Odd Couple, and uh, just so many great Quincy. movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, and horse racing was a theme a little bit in both those shows now and then. But uh, Bob was doing some uh, acting, so to speak, as well. Uh, Bob, you've got a little history in that profession. Tell us about well, that. I, I started out young as an actor, and I, I won a scholarship the Pasadena Playhouse, and then I ended up going to Vietnam in 1960. Mm. And when I came back from Vietnam, I really wasn't the same person. And I actually flunked out of Pasadena because I was drinking too much and didn't really do well. And it took me a long time to finally get sober. I've been sober 47 years now. Congratulations but on that. The, the acting I've done is a little bit of Shakespeare. I, I was on Quincy for a little bit. And I worked on Seabiscuit, the movie, and uh, done some commercials. But mostly uh, I've done plays, like Little Theater. But when I got into the horses, you couldn't do Little Theater because you didn't get done till 1 in the morning and had to be at the barn at 5, and it just didn't work. So <laughs> yeah, I chose, I chose horses over everything, and I have no regrets. What did you do in Seabiscuit? Well, I did a lot of things. I was the number three guy in the starting gate. Huh. Um, I was Toby Maguire's corner guy when he had the fight where he lost his eye. We did that up in uh, uh, up in uh, uh, Northern California. And then um, I did, um, a lot of my horses were in there. You know, they had three horses a day of mine from the barn were in there. They made money. And uh, just kind of all around everything. I did one scene in a, for a, a, was in a pawn shop, but it ended up on the cutting floor. So... Uh, I just enjoyed it. The, the film turned out well, and uh, I was really glad to be a part of it. 
Oh, that that was an outstanding major motion picture. Wow. Uh, and several jockeys from up here were involved, like uh, uh, Galen Mitchell, I know, did a stunt when there was a little uh, mishap on the backside with the rider. Um, and Ricky Frazier played a pretty big part as Toby Maguire's double. Joey Steiner. Joey Steiner, Louis Harigi, David Noosh. Uh, I know all those guys were uh, part of that movie, but Bob... You're you guys st- know how many sea biscuits we used in that movie? Uh, I heard that figure like seven or something. There was eight. Eight, okay. Eight. eight. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> yeah, eight sea biscuits. But uh, so you're still getting a, a few residuals off that movie now and then, then huh? A little bit now and then, yes. That's great. Yeah, uh, I know Ricky Frazier did well off that movie um, periodically. Yeah, he, oh. he did a great job. He did all the writing. Mm. Uh, he was he was absolutely Toby McGuire didn't ride the horse at all he sat on it a few times yeah well bob bean quite the history and first season up here at emerald downs and uh what brought you up here this year bob well they offered a bonus for one which Mm. uh uh, i really enjoyed it it kind of paid my way up here but i just really been fed up with california racing uh they have it's so restrictive and what you can do as a trainer and um i just got fed up with all the uh the overkill if you will on uh, PETA that's put on the uh, California racing system. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, Vince knows this rider as well. Uh, Bob was talking about his uh, favorite all-time jockey, a good buddy of his. And uh, what would uh, what would that jockey say to Bob right now if he knew he was on the podcast? Same. <laughs> Juanita, we got to listen to that horse racing show. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby Bean's on there. (laughs) Eddie Eddie rode one of my first horses at Santa Anita. It was Barbie Karen, actually. Mm. And he got in a photo with with Chris McCarron. And to this day, I swear Barbie won that race. That was a photo. uh, But that was one of the first horses he rode. But he, he rode a lot of winners for me. And just a great guy and a good friend. And him and Juanita people yeah vince is close to eddie delahousse as well yeah i see uh barbie karen got beat a nose at 15 to 1 in her second career start Ooh, that had yeah. To, yeah that hurt a little bit but uh yeah eddie d uh bob uh how, how about his knack of being dead last or on the lead he he was just amazing wasn't he he just had a natural clock for how much gas was in the tank mm-hmm. that's really the key to his riding he knew exactly how much horse he had under him and when to go he's such a talent yeah he made it uh from louisiana to the big time and boy what a riding colony santa anita had there for 25 30 years it was just amazing and bob being part of that now part of emerald downs and uh halo of life uh uh, she didn't do all that badly in her first start. She kind of got uh, detached a little bit early, but she made a run for you, Bob, and she's in, I see, on Wednesday night. Yeah, I'll tell you a little. That was the first horse I started here, mm-hmm. and that horse went up in the air in the paddock, kicked me in the eye, gave me a black eye, cut my hand up. Oh. So for her to run as good as she did, and, and here's what the problem was. Uh, these horses of mine... In the last year and a half, because of COVID, there's been nobody in the paddock. I mean, mm. it's been just the groom in a... So when I got up here and there's people and there's noise and I didn't school them because I, I just didn't think they needed it because they were always good. Well, here you go. These horses of mine, I just finished schooling one again today. So it was the, the people in the paddock that had ne- they had never seen people in the paddock. Well, that uh, learning experience, yeah, that's great. Halo of Life... Uh... 
I actually bet her in that first race on opening day at 34 to 1, and she got up for third. I got my money back. I bet win and show, Bob. So uh, uh, she paid well because she was a big price, but uh, she did show a good run on the turn. Good luck with her tonight. And, and well, I, I asked, also dropped her, and you know, because uh, I need to win races up sure. here. Well, Bob, uh, just interesting stories and uh, a lot of experience in the game now at many different venues. Uh, you've pretty much seen it all in, in horse racing and other uh, endeavors. So, uh, again, we're rooting for you to get that first win and many more here at Emerald Downs. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate everybody, how I've been treated up here. I could not ask for to be around better people. I'm grateful. Bob, thank you thank so you, much. Bob. Good luck. All right. Bob Bean joining us on Horse Racing Northwest, and uh, that's a pretty darn interesting uh, life, and especially start to thoroughbred racing, Vince. At 38 years old and uh, with Jack Klugman. Yeah, what a nice man, an interesting man, and I'm with you, Joe. I'm rooting for him to get a W. Yeah, that is great. Uh, let's talk about picks. I know I picked a couple price horses last week. I didn't win. In fact, they both ran fourth, so... Uh, Took a little shot. Uh, you did maybe, better than me. I well, you yeah. know, you know, there's you know when you're going bad is when you bet horses that that are underlaid and run bad. I mean that is just a sign of bad handicapping, and I've been doing that a little bit lately. So uh, you did better than me. Well, uh, do you see anything on Wednesday's card that you like? Well, I do. I'll go to race nine. No great price here, but this is uh, 8,000 maiden claimers, fillies and mares, five and a half furlongs. I like these maiden claiming races. Why not Georgia? Number four, four to one on the line. She had real good speed in debut. I know she got tired late, um, slightly up in class, but uh, good speed, good connections. Uh, I think she could go gate to wire. I picked that horse myself, um, so uh, let's uh, do well with that horse. Why not Georgia? Okay, Wednesday for me, uh, I went back to Stan Two, who is seven to two on the Vince Brune Morning Line in race number eight Wednesday night. It's an allowance for three-year-olds and up. Again, that's the race that uh, Forever Gold is in. Uh, Stan Two is a four-year-old who won two of his final three starts at three. He's uh, familiar with his competition, hard to deny, and spit an image time and time again. Steve Bullock's Coastal Jazz is back in, who really uh, had an awesome uh, four, three-year-old debut. Actually, there's two three-year-olds in there, Forever Gold and Coastal Jazz. But spit, uh, I'll get it together. Stand here. two. Stand two uh, did not get a good start at all, and he doesn't make a habit of that. He hasn't made a habit of that, so I'm thinking stand two with a fair start. He's gritty up front, too. He yeah. can run plenty fast, and he can hang in there, so Alex and I are for Jesse Velasquez, 7-2 to two morning line. That, that'll be You know that pick. horse, yeah, John Sneesby, the owner, Jesse Velasquez, Alex and I. That horse, you'd mentioned it, Joe, that horse really caught my eye last year was just improvement throughout the year. Yeah, no, he, he, you're right, and he won two of his last three. Okay, uh, anything for Thursday for me? Thursday, this one is kind of chalky. Um, it's uh, race 7, 3,500 claimer, non-winners of the year. Number three, last one standing. 11-time mm -hmm. career winner is drawn inside. I think this one also can go gate to wire. Vince Gibson horses uh, are improving in their second starts of the meet, and this one... Once it gets on the lead, it's pretty tough to overhaul, as you saw in its debut uh, uh, of the year where it ran a grudging, gave way grudgingly to finish second. I think uh, wire to wire on Thursday. Okay, last one standing for Vince, who, Julian Couton. I'm going to go to the third on Thursday. 
Harbor Outlaws, a second time starter. Okay, there's that. But uh, now here's a horse who really ran after a poor start. He debuted in the slop of May 27th in a maiden 25,000. And nah, he got detached early. He, he had the three post and just did not break well at all. And found himself way off the pace. And he actually ran, how far was that race? That was uh, five furlongs. So he made about a four furlong move all the way to the wire. He was moving very well in the final eighth and final 16th for trainer Bonnie Jenny. Uh, Franklin Sabalos aboard on Thursday night. Uh, I think he's a runner uh, by Harbor the Gold out of a scat daddy mare. So I'll take that second time starter uh, moving up to the maiden special weight uh, uh, um, category in the third on Thursday night. Okay, there's a couple looks at some selections. Uh, last week's trivia question, uh, Blaine Wright started another twist of fate in the 2019 Preakness. And then, of course, he won the mile with that horse last year, Blaine getting the Long Acres mile for Peter Redekop. Uh, Who's the only other locally-based trainer to start a horse in a triple crown race since 1996? And uh, Ryan... Got the right answer, and he won the drawing. There was uh, three right answers. So Ryan came up with Southern Africa. Mike Puich was at Belmont Park in 2005 running against a fleet Alex, and Southern Africa was unplaced, but of course he was placed in the Long Acres Mile the next year. So Puich, the Pooh, ran Southern Africa in the 05 Belmont, and uh, that is the the two trainers, locally based guys that have run in the Triple Crown since Emerald Downs opened. So Ryan gets the uh, prize. We'll get in touch with him. And hopefully he's listening to Horse Racing Northwest. And uh, we'll just take a week off for trivia this week. We had some other things going on there. <laughs> Didn't come up with a question. But okay, you guys can chastise me. Nonetheless, Vince, good job. Thanks to our guests, Bob Bean and Joe Toy. Some uh, good conversations there. Very good. Yeah, both really, really nice guys and uh, salt of the earth, as you can tell, and uh, really made a life out of thoroughbred racing. Good people. Yeah. So we'll be racing Wednesday and Thursday this week and next week, uh, 6 p.m. post time Pacific, Wednesday, Thursday at Emerald Downs. And then next week, we'll add Sunday, June 20th, our 25th birthday, Father's Day, Go to emeralddowns.com for tickets. Thanks to Sila Bar for uh, producing Horse Racing Northwest. <laughs> <laughs>